This is Wicked Thoughts. I'm Flair Castro. Hi everyone! For episode 5, we are going to be discussing about crisis and connectivity, our favorite topic here in the Philippines, about our bandwidth problems, our internet problems. So this will be about fleshing out the key challenges that we have during the pandemic. So earlier this week, I had an invitation from the COVID-19 Action Network through the wonderful Miss Grace Mirandilia Santos, right? She is um, an advocate of um, better internet or better broadband alliance in the Philippines. So she invited me to this um, press conference along with other wonderful individuals across several industries. So there was one from the healthcare industry, there was one from the telco, from tele- telecommunications, and uh, several other wonderful individuals. And I myself has been honored to represent the MSMEs in the business community, especially the services sector. So during the webinar, we were able to discuss about the challenges that we have in our industry, in our profession, and how our internet access affects our performance, especially right now during the pandemic. So this is what I'm going to be summarizing for this episode because I think this is quite a timely topic. Well, you know, it's um, the months July, August, September. This is when our connectivity is quite challenged, mainly because it's the rainy season. And during the rainy season, we all know how sucky the internet would go. I even remember posting on Facebook just recently too that along with the storm, the internet quality in the Philippines dies with it. And I'm sure a lot of you would agree to that. In fact, um, some would take it as an opportunity to rant about their internet connection. And I agree with them. Of course, we've been having these challenges um, for quite some time now. Right, um, there are people who I saw were um, defending that you know it's better to have access than none. But then, if you would look at the performance of our internet um, across all the other co- countries in Southeast Asia, we're actually at the worst, unfortunately. So anyway, I'm going to take this time to actually point out the challenges for our industry. So when I say our industry, I mean um, online marketing, digital marketing, the services sector, um, the MSMEs, the micro-entrepreneurs, small and medium enterprises. And in the context of what we do, I have to mention the MSMEs because this is the sector that we are serving as an agency. And um, also, we're going to be representing the freelancers who have basically the same problem as us right now. So, a bit of context about what I do. I am a digital marketing consultant and a proprietor of a boutique social media agency. So, we have been serving in the sector for 10 years already, 
right? We're turning 10 years this September. <laughs> and it's interesting because I haven't prepared anything for our 10th year anniversary. But anyway, um, across the years that we've been serving MSMEs or micro and sm so micro, small and medium enterprises, um, we've had several concerns regarding how we do the services. Now, um, when I talk about the setup that we have for third team, we actually started as a digital agency. So all of my teammates, all of the providers that I hired were actually um, either working online or from other countries, not just in the Philippines, but um, across several countries also. I've had uh, the pleasure of working with people from Pakistan or um, people from Malaysia, people from Russia, across several projects. So um, it's really interesting that by 2014, if I remembered it right, we actually got an office here in Lapu-Lapu and we tried um, our hand with really managing an offline agency. Like people have to go to a physical office, they have to show up, they have to time in and do the work that we do. But after a few years of doing that kind of setup, we realized, you know, with the kind of industry that we're serving, the services we offered, why not make it fully online? I mean, without the headache of having a physical office and all the costs attached to it, right? The overhead costs, as they call it. Um, but we were super lucky, I would say quite lucky, when we decided to really um, go back to being a digital agency because this pandemic happened. I couldn't imagine myself still paying for an office even if we are not um, there to use it. So, yeah, I would consider that move a really lucky one because nobody could predict what would happen this year. Like, nobody would ever think that 2020 could be this exciting, right? So, anyway, um, aside from managing a social media agency... I'm also running a consultancy and training uh, business and I know it's quite um, almost complementary to what we do at Third Team. So at Third Team, we do services or we offer services under digital marketing, specifically social media management. So um, for the clients that we serve, you can see the updates on their Facebook or their social media account um, or running ad campaigns for their um, for their companies or their brands. So that's how we're serving them through 30 Media. But again, I have a consultancy and training um, business. So what I do is that I consult with businesses and um, brands who need help with just probably the strategy or like an audit or some other customized um, solutions that they need. So I run that under the consultancy. And of course, we have um, events and trainings. Um, I've received several or a lot of inquiries, especially right now during the pandemic, on online trainings. So people need a speaker, people need some trainings for their staff, um, especially navigating the work from home situation that we are all in. So having this consultancy and training business, which I started just last year, to be honest, um, has been proven quite helpful for me personally, right? Um, so all the details for that, I believe I should add on a link for these, for uh, the episodes. And I just realized too, 
that I should be putting links on the things that I mentioned. <laughs> but anyway, um, aside from that, having the agency and a consultancy, I'm also building products and web apps for startups. So uh, I have my own um, project which are um, together with a partner developer. So we have Content Dash, and then we had recently Snapbox, and then we had uh, Mercado. So all of these are web apps that we offer to MSMEs and also um, other enterprises. Just recently, I also have a consulting engagement with a startup, um, and I'm quite excited to bring their product to fellow msmes and so really exciting times i love building things just realized that uh, that's part of my passion aside from digital marketing uh, building seeing your the things that you create grow into actual services that people will use online all right so aside from those things the agency the consultancy building products i just recently uh, created a community of entrepreneurs. So together with our co-founders, Hannah and Ian, we created the Founders Mastermind community. So we started this as a Facebook group. And right now we're almost 100 um, fellow founders or entrepreneurs or small business owners. And in that network, which is currently just on Facebook right now, uh, the focus of that is peer mentoring, and I believe I have mentioned that one on a previous episode too. Um, managing the community of entrepreneurs has been really quite interesting. Um, it's an interesting move because we realized everyone needed it. Everyone needed peer mentoring, and I've received several message messages that um, have thanked me or like tagged me in some of their collaborations. Someone even said that. He is grateful for being part of a community due to the generosity of um, the people who are members of that network. Right. And aside from those, I'm also hosting a podcast, which is this one, The Wicked Thoughts. And um, these are interesting times because I really have to fix up my schedule and make sure that I have an episode every week. And this is something new because I've just created this and it's just four weeks or like five weeks into um consistently producing episodes for this podcast so yeah that's those are the things that i've been busy with during this pandemic or i would say even without the pandemic i think i would still be doing the same thing <laughs> now where does the internet come in oh well isn't it obvious? Come on, I'm running all these things. So I need the internet to be able to produce, to be able to manage, to be able to communicate online. And I'm going to be specifically mentioning some of the platforms that we use for work because all of these, they, ne they need um, internet access. So at the agency, um, as mentioned, we produce content. We do execution for campaigns online. So the platforms that we produce our work in is mostly on Facebook. So why Facebook? Because Facebook is the top social media platform used by Filipinos. That's right. So on creating content for Facebook, we need to do a lot of things on the back end in terms of a creative side. Right? So 
Um, before going to the tools, I have to mention the specific platforms that we use um, to run campaigns on. So again, aside from Facebook, we also do Twitter management. Uh, we also run ad campaigns and the ad campaigns have to be run on either Google ads or Instagram or LinkedIn ads, right? So I'm sure you're familiar that when you're running campaigns, these are some or mostly the platform for Philippine campaigns. These are the things that uh, we need to be able to access online. Um, so how do we access this? Mostly when we do our work, it's always through the web app version of these applications. Why? Because of course you need to be in front of your laptop or in front of your um, desktop computer because the full features of these platforms are always on that web app version or the desktop version of the site. So you're going to say, well, I think those platforms also have uh, mobile apps well yes of course they do but the thing is the mobile apps are not so robust meaning to say there are a lot of features that you can find on the desktop version that you cannot find at all on the mobile version mostly when you have the mobile version of these applications um, they're just uh, to see reports or just to monitor the progress or like do a quick edit of the text, but not the full uh, features such as, you know, creating custom audiences or perhaps adding, you know, uh, monitoring, adding tags or there. there's really a lot of features that are not available on mobile. So at the end of the day, you still really have to access the web app version and just make sure that you have the mobile apps when you're on the go. So this becomes such a headache, especially when you don't have the desktop uh, version of these platforms. Now, for example, if I lose my internet access here at home because, uh, because you know, the, the internet is so slow, it's raining, or perhaps there's a power service interruption for, um, like we call it brownouts here, right? So in that case, um, I usually have to access the mobile version of the app and it's such a headache, I tell you. Um, you can barely do anything in the mobile version. So that's the platforms that we use. So next, let's go to the tools. Okay, the tools we use in the cloud could include the following. Um, I'm sure you're familiar with these. We use the Dropbox and Google Drive. So of course, it's the whole the whole family of Google apps, right? So the whole, uh, anything Google, <laughs> I'd say, like the Google Sheets or Google Slides, right? And um, Google Docs. Um, we use those in order to create some campaign strategies or to put in our creatives, but mostly Dropbox and Google Drive for uploading files. So imagine that if you are uploading files and then these um, tools in the cloud are quite slow it's gonna take you a lot of time to be able just to upload a single file and we don't just manage one file every day we have to manage let's say if we're producing um, a whole week of content that's seven um, it's either two to seven pieces of content 
And when we say pieces of content, it has to have the caption. We have to make the creatives. We have to make several versions of the creatives that are going to be posted on social media. So it's really, it's really hard when these tools are not accessible online or most probably if your internet, uh, most especially, I mean, if your internet is quite slow, right? The frustration in uploading just one file and then it suddenly stops and then it shows you a notification that there's a network error or like connecting to your internet, you need a faster internet. Oh my God, it's quite frustrating. And most especially right now, especially for those who are not quite savvy with using Photoshop, we always um, use Canva. In fact, for this podcast cover, I created the first version of it using Canva. It's my favorite. Um, it's my favorite drag drop tool to create graphics. So these tools that I mentioned, they are quite bandwidth heavy. <laughs> You know, so we need fast internet connection to be able to use this well, right? That's why I'm always frustrated whenever uh, my bandwidth drops. It's quite hard to do anything. Basically, I won't be able to work. Imagine that. And then now, because we are all at home, we're all working from home. Well, I would say most of us, it's not just the the grown-ups who have to be online all the time imagine all the kids coming online in the month of august to do their um to their to do their remote schooling even my son he has a program he's enrolled in a program at school now called called um class home so all their materials are online um there are parts of their curriculum wherein they send learning kits these are like offline materials that they need like little printouts or um, school items that are given to them in a kit form but aside from that everything is online so they have a couple of days where they have to do 40 minute call per subject so now it's not just me using zoom or google meet or microsoft teams it's also my son wow so imagine um it's going to be a competition now. I can imagine it truly. <laughs> so these tools, um, they need to be live in real time. And I remember when I was doing the webinar with what Mom Janet because um, I had a terrible experience with that. And it's terrible because um, it always drops off. Sometimes they would lose me in the call because... You know, um, I would suddenly be gone for a few minutes because my my um, internet is dropping off or I have to reconnect. So that's quite a challenge. And I hope it doesn't happen during um, in this month of August where I'm going to be competing with my son for the bandwidth here at home. Now, don't tell me that I haven't tried um, signing up for a bigger... Um, internet package because I have I've contacted the you know two providers that we have in the Philippines imagine that we're the only country with just two providers so I contacted them both to ask for um, packages that could I could sign up to which is base which is like 
four times the speed of what we have right now for each of those. So right now, how we're set up is that we have a couple of connections from those two providers. Now I asked them again if I could subscribe to the higher packages, like times four the speed. And both of them have a trouble um, upgrading me. So one provider said that um, they couldn't upgrade the current uh, setup that we have because we have an LTE. We have um, a different uh, wireless connection. So they said this is the maximum. And then if they have to, if we want to upgrade to a bigger package, we have to go to the wired version. So I didn't want the wired version because it would take time to install. Now, um, I'm also going back to them and asking them if they could send me um, one package that I saw online, which they have a promo for. So that's one thing I have to follow up soon. Um, but the other provider, I actually went into the process of really signing up with them. So I paid a total of 7500 um, I transferred it online. I asked the agent to um, help me with the connection. So they really sent someone here to look at the, the boxes or whatever they need to look at in order to confirm that we have or that they can install a connection um, here at home. And then on that day when the guy visited at home, he just told us that there's no space anymore on their boxes for a new connection for us. And I told him, you know what our neighbors have dsl connection why don't you give us one and he said it's already full we can't give you anything so i had to go back to the agent and she told me that i have to wait for september for uh potentially a new um opened up uh, a new connection that would open up soon that's what she said now the problem though is um i won't be able to uh refund online because they don't have such thing Imagine that. I have to line up at their facility, at their branch, at their office just to get a refund. So I told the agent that, you know what, I'm not going to ask for a refund because she said it's going to take two months for me to get refunded. So I told them I'll just wait for September um, until then when they have a new box and they can actually connect me to a new, um, new item. I mean, new subscription. But anyway, these are the headaches that we have to go through just to have a better internet access. So I'm really hoping that by September, I will have a better connection so that I can also do guest things here at the podcast. So for now, it's just me doing it solo because I don't want to commit to a Zoom call or with a guest. And then if it drops off, I'm going to have a huge problem. So anyway, what am I doing aside from... Aside from signing up, well, of course, I rant online. I rant on my Facebook. I explain or like share my frustrations with my friends and a lot of you guys. I know you agree with me and um, you also have the same level of frustration. But aside from just ranting, I'm actually part of the advocacy called BASE. Uh, It's Project BASE. BASE as in B-A-S-S. It's stands for bandwidth and signal statistics and if you are interested in this we have a web we have a website at projectbase.org okay so what do we do at projectbase.org we, we're actually creating uh, we have a, a an app so it's a mobile app where you can download it and use it instead of speed test so what makes it different from speed test is because um, we don't use a third party in order to route the 
your speed test too. So if you do that, kasi you become biased. No, your data is a bit biased towards who the provider is. But for us, we're uh, totally independent. We're non-profit. We're actually a volunteer network also. Um, and the reason why we banded together is simply because we are all frustrated with the slow internet connection here in the Philippines. So we decided to form that volunteer group and then we had uh, partnerships with DACT. We've been invited to several forums and to press cons just to tell them that from the data we've gathered all over the Philippines, this is the proof in numbers that our internet connection in the Philippines really sucks. So you can go to the Facebook page of Project Base. You can go to the website. All the data that we publish there are gathered in from the volunteers that actually uh, downloaded the app. They used their phones. They tapped on the uh, button inside the app and then it logged their data quality um, in the server for base and then from there we gather the data and we crunch the numbers publish it on the facebook page or on the website and all of this is actually open source it's free you can download it if you want to take a look at the data if you want to see the numbers so what kind of information can you actually see in project base so we have uh, the following um, you can see the median mobile bandwidth during peak hours across the philippines you can see um, the internet bandwidth by area you can see the type of connections whether you can sort it through um, wi-fi or mobile you can see the national mood based on the survey because on the app it will ask you if you're happy with your internet connection or not so you can see um, the mood of everyone on the survey and then we the most interesting thing that i think I believe um, is quite helpful for policymakers is the cell sites detected, right? So as of 2018, no, I mean 2019 data, we've detected a total of 24,000 cell sites all across the Philippines. Now, this kind of information is quite helpful for everyone else. In fact, a lot of people or a lot of you have asked um, where we get got the data, if this is updated, and can they get a copy of this information when in fact yes the answer is yes you can go to our facebook page and on the website in order to have the full information of um this you know like what are the cell sites um how many cell sites do we have in the philippines how many of are them of them are from the red brand or the blue brand you know the two providers we have in the philippines so all this information as i mentioned they're on the site so you can easily locate everything and even who the people behind Project Base would be. So I believe this is the advocacy that I have been part of for uh, like, I would say four years already. Are we four years? <laughs> yeah, I'm, we're all, it's still a non-profit right now. We don't get paid for the things that we do, but we're just all passionate about better internet quality in the Philippines and I hope you will support us by going through the website and downloading the app itself and becoming a volunteer for Project Base because right now during this crisis the best thing we can actually do um, with the challenges that we have I know we have all we all have the same challenges that our internet connection is not fast enough 
enough that it's not reliable it's not affordable or it's not available and the only thing that we really want as part of the solutions for this challenge in the philippines is a fast connectivity reliable internet connection it has to be affordable it has to be accessible even in the countryside or even in the rural area we have to have access to decent internet quality right and the reason for this is because because all the opportunities that we can avail of can be done online we can work online we can study online and especially now during the crisis this is the thing that we need the most so i hope um, you will join in in this advocacy and you would agree that at this time um, it's really not all about you know a monopoly of an essential um, service that every filipino should have it is not it is not a luxury anymore, but it is an essential, right? And I hope you would agree with me. So that was our episode for the week. If you enjoyed today's podcast, be sure to subscribe to us on Facebook at Third Team Media or on flarecastro.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Just search for 30 Media or Flair Castro. For more fun news and discussion, you can check out our site at thirdteam.org. Bye for now. I'm Flair Castro, and thanks for listening to Wicked Thoughts.